What is going on, everybody? The Entrepreneur Experience is in episode eight in the house, baby. Yeah. How do you feel, bro? Oh, I'm feeling good, man. Yeah. This is like my fifth Coke Zero, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you haven't noticed, uh, we love Coke Zero. I even did a, a reel about the consistency of Coke and how I took their example to create consistent yeah. experiences for our clients. If you haven't seen that, go to my social media page. You get a kick out of it. Um, yeah, we fun. love Coke Zero. And we're officially not sponsored by Coke Zero. We just want to put that out there. Yeah. But hey, Coke Zero, if you want to sponsor us, great podcast to sponsor, right? Right. And your coach Joe, Joseph yep. Caro, and with a Jared Q. Taylor. And he's uh Action Coach South Kansas City. Yep. He does business coaching and he's phenomenal. Right? Jared Taylor with JT Visuals. Visuals without the eye, because there's more that meets the eye. Um Specializing in some really high quality videography, fast testimonials, social social media posts. Um, yeah, we're just so happy to be here. Yeah, and we're really excited to jump into this topic. What is it? So today, really, this excites me because I've nerded out on this. Not because <laughs> I know everything about it, but because I've literally hit the pavement oh. and, and and sucked at this for so long, and really put my heart and soul into getting quality leads. Because as a business owner, you know, you can get leads, but those leads can waste your time. Right. And so the game is how to get market qualified leads mm. that fit your ideal clientele base because those are people that will most likely pay for your service more than ones who are just wasting your time. So, yeah, today's all about how to get quality leads. Yeah. And really like to scale that too, right? Oh, yeah. So. But I feel like if you know where to get them then you can scale by doing a few things. Yeah. Putting more time and money into it, especially if it's on the digital side of things. Oh, yeah, that's what I love. And then, you know, um, there's a lot of ways we could do it. But, you know, I got, I, I, I got a reverse question, though, cool. too. Um, is there a time when someone would not want more leads? Because so, sometimes I run into that, and I don't know if that's they're just actually stuck and they own a job and not a business. And so they got to get through that right. hurdle or like, uh, or they're not totally understanding or believe in what I'm yeah. either talking about or what someone else was talking about. Right. Um, yeah. I do believe that there's a time where you don't want any more leads. Um, let's say you get really good at the game and you just have quality leads coming in from all directions, all your networking, your digital part, uh, g digital efforts. Um, and let's say that, you know, those leads are, are either making you want to grow and scale, but let's say you don't want to scale. Let's say you want to work off of budgets and scale properly. Um, and so you decide not to scale as fast as, as, you know, your business is demanding you to based off the leads coming in. Hmm. Now, sometimes you have a lot of leads and they're not quality leads, but I'm talking about if you actually have quality leads coming in in excess, you know. But the cool thing about that is if you have quality leads coming in in excess, one way to just mitigate that is increase your prices. Oh, you have okay. more than enough people wanting to, to use your services. You're at a capacity where you can only serve a certain percentage. A good way to weed out the ones who, you know, don't want to pay as much as increase your prices. So that comes back to the basics of supply and demand, right? Exactly. So if there's so much demand for it, then increase your raise prices. the prices. Yeah. Because, uh, oh, dude, my, my business coach, Carrie Kaufman, she said, somebody out there is the most expensive in your industry, and people are still paying for them. Why not that be you? I'm like, oh, huh. that's actually a, 
Yeah, why yeah. not it be me? Shoot. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. That's, well, that's fun. So we'll be talking about how to get leads. <laughs> well, the overall topic is how to get better qualified leads. Okay. And I think in our... In our in our discussion, we're probably going to give answers on how to to get leads. Okay, but I want to talk a little bit more about our efforts in marketing. Um, probably the difference between branding and marketing, which there is an episode about that. Oh yeah, that's a you good might want to look man. at that. A lot of, a lot of good feedback and response from that one. But um, the art of getting leads is not just to get a lead, and, and you know this because we're working on getting leads for both of our businesses. Yeah. You know, we can have leads and we can brag about that, but if those leads are just poorly qualified people that, you know, don't have money and they're just kicking the tires or they don't really fit your spectrum of what you, services you want to offer, then they're not going to pay for your services. You need, you need people that literally need exactly what you do and are not going to complain about the money. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, so first thing that I that I learned after messing up a lot, is <laughs> do you even know what a what a ideal client is to you? Oh yeah, like the burning question, man. The burning question. <laughs> I ask this to everybody, like when I first start coaching with them. So, who's your ideal client? Anybody, anybody, anybody. who wants to pay me. I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah, because then you'll get any lead, right? Because yeah, like, and the point of that is for marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So you can then get into their thinking. Like when you know you're going after this specific kind of person, you can relate more specifically to their pain points and and everything, right? And then they feel like they're understood more. Exactly. Right? Yes, absolutely. Um, another thing too is like let's say you're a high-end fill-in-the-blank, whatever service you do. Um, you're not going to want to brand or market to people that are low income, mm. Right. Uh, good example. I I uh, coach a construction company or a remodeling company out here in Kansas City that does nothing but high end additions, renovations, and remodels. Well, if they're marketing to a specific geographical area in Kansas City that are known for renters and low income, they're not going to get any qualified leads there. Hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for them to really identify an avatar, like the, the picture of the ideal client. Right. Right. Down and, and so specific, down to the gender, down to the age range, down yeah. to could you make it on your Nintendo Wii, you know, or where whatever you have? Like, could you make a emoji or or whatever, like from your ideal client? Um oh, that's great. And sometimes sometimes you don't have to go crazy specific right and these are these are more of like the ideal so it doesn't mean yeah. you never take on the other things right you do have anomalies yeah absolutely so like if you're ever worried about that like closing off other people it's like you might be amazed at like when you target though yeah what it does yeah but well, you you got like really in your last business you got specific. You got really specific because you learned, right? Right. And he shared that in a previous episode, which you could hear more about. But it was your was it duct cleaning? Yeah. So we did air duct cleaning, dry vent cleanings, and chimney cleanings for in San Diego, California. I had a business doing that. Um, well, when we were on the journey of trying to find who our ideal clients are, because we were stuck in the same situation, like we're gonna start to market, but who the heck do we market to to get the best results? Because we were getting. 
<clears throat> a bunch of leads and we were converting at 95%. Hmm. And our business coach said, there's something wrong here. I mean, if you're getting this many leads and you're converting them all, there's something wrong. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're like really good at closing. She's like, how many discounts do you give? And then literally, like, we're, we're, we, we literally found out that we were discounting just to sell the job. Hmm. Right? So was any of those leads an ideal client? Probably no. not, right? Or if they were, we discounted so so fast that they just took the discount, but they could have been somebody who'd be more than happy to pay full price, hmm. you know? So um, we got down to, it took us a whole year to figure this out. We had to identify all the clients and like grade them, A, B, or C clients, right? The ones that we would not do work for ever again were C clients. Okay. The B clients were kind of like, they were good, but they asked for the small discount, but they didn't give us any problems. And A clients were like, these are clients that didn't care about the price, didn't follow us around the entire house asking us questions of what we're doing. We're happy to write the check once we we're done, you know? Okay. Or didn't negate on their payment. Um, and so once we did that, we were able to follow patterns and say, okay, male, female, age range approximately, gender, um, where do they live? What is their social status? So you know what we yeah, came up now with? Now you can think of like what websites do they visit? Exactly. Where do they go to network or where do they Boom. like where do they eat? Where do they, like yeah. and you can start putting yourself in those situations. 100%. In a in a recent new thing that I've just discovered is you can do like you I knew you could do this in marketing mm -hmm. and you could do it for like ads, but I didn't realize you can do it for leads. Um and there are programs out there where you can go like geographic specific to certain stores and stuff. Oh yeah. And then it's like, Oh here, like, especially if you're B2B, mm -hmm. it's like most of their information is already on the sure. website anyways. Mm -hmm. So you can be like, Oh, this place, this place, this place. And it, you can get like a lot yeah, to at least prospect and then qualify them. Right. Right. But well, I, yes, exactly. Well, let me tell you exactly what we started doing. Okay. So we found out the avatar was a white female between the age of 25 to 55 with an average of two children below the age of five that okay. lived in a house that was worth about $500,000 or more. And the average salary combined was about 200,000 plus. Like we got so detailed down to that where wow. I could literally do an avatar and you know, it was so crazy. It was really crazy how we, how we were able to do that. Huh. Like we got down to the gender, the, you know what I mean, um, the the race. I mean, it's, it's it wasn't like it was a racist thing. It was just who were the ones that, and so when we came to air duct cleaning, we found out that it was typically a mom that stayed home or was at home more with their children that was concerned about the overall air quality because ah. they're taking care of the kids. Of okay. course the guy wouldn't call. Do I ever think about that as a man? No, but my wife who stays home with <laughs> all the kids. You think about, oh, I'm going to add it to my list to fix it. And exactly. I'll do it myself, and then I never get to it. And my wife is like, <laughs> you know, I'll find a professional to do it, right? So that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Not that you aren't. <laughs> not, not that I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we found out. It was it was 90% of the time it was the okay. female in the relationship that that influenced the decision. Who paid for it? The husband. Yeah. All right, you want to do a live uh, coaching real quick? Okay. Can we narrow in my ideal client, or do I got to start getting more data first? Because I well, have theories. What do you think? So I have theories. Um, the the best kind of people that I know love the service that I do are in a coaching umbrella. Mm -hmm. So that can be a pastor. It can be a business coach. 
It can be someone who's good at speaking um, or they have something like even for a different kind of industry, like an HVAC, Mm -hmm. then they realize, oh, we got to coach our audience or we have to Mm re-educate. So there's this common thread of re-education and awareness. Yeah. uh, And then... So that yeah. well, you, you, you just talked about two different industries. You talked about the coaching industry and you talked about HVAC, which I would say lumped some into like home services maybe. Oh, okay. Can you be general like that? And then maybe. You can have several avatars. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I think that like if you, general, you just take an ideal avatar. Right? Yeah. Like our avatar was very simple because we were business to client and we were specific to air duct cleaning. Right. So. We had an avatar for residential and an avatar for uh, commercial. Okay. Right? So with, when we came to commercial, we would do driving cleanings for these large apartment complexes. But we even got it down to the type of clients or the type of tenants that these people attract. Hmm. So we found out that we had to get to high-end apartment complexes, ones that, that actually provided a luxury condo or a luxury apartment for people that paid rent of $3,500 a month or more. Hmm. So we had to, and that helps you to qualify it. It helped me to qualify because we were able to say, okay, what property management company actually buys property that caters to the wealthy that want to rent? Okay. Right. So it, it scratched off a lot of property management off our list. People that, that manage properties in the ghettos and all that kind of stuff. Um, sorry, I, I'm not educated, so I, I talk street. Ghettos is what I say, right? So, <laughs> hey, be um, you. That's what I say. Like, yeah. It's better to be real than right. <laughs> but what I did was we, we – we, so the property management companies that we focused on were I – can, I can already name them. M&G Pro, MG Properties, Irvine Company, um, R&V Property Management, uh, Graystar. I mean I, I still memorize them because those were the top property management companies that, that, that had the best apartment complexes under their management – and the average rent was thirty-five to fifty-five hundred dollars a month, and that helped you with better quality leads. So that I knew who to visit, and I just talked okay. to the managers because really they fun. wanted they wanted vendors that were not just the cheapest, but that would also represent them in cleanliness, and also treat the tenants with respect with their things in there. So how did you go about con- contacting them, or have your team, or whatever? I was the guy mainly that just went around to every like apartment complex, and then I went into office and I asked for the manager, and I said, "How do I become a vendor?" I would love to be your vendor. How do I become a vendor? Okay. I asked enough. I found you, you literally step foot in there and boom. Yep. Sales one on one. Ask for yeah. the business, right? So <laughs> yeah, ask for the dang business. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, You're choking there. No, so I lost my voice during the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm still okay. Working on it, and my throat's been itchy ever since. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so like that's like Avatar. So I think for you, if you want us to quickly do that, like. And I know your business, so I, I might be able to influence this just a little bit more than just asking uh-huh. random questions. But okay. I think the first thing to do is talk about what industries do you like to work with the best that don't give you a lot of pushback. So what industries that, actually that would value? cut off into like a budget area there for me. It would. But at the same time, too, like you can think about it. All industries need your services. They need video. They just don't know it. So it yeah. might get to the point where you say, okay. Because you're such a premium service at, at a certain point, 
maybe the businesses that already have somewhat of a good marketing plan will value you more than somebody who says, I'm just starting off. What do I do to get better leads? Because mm. now they're competing between what the website company is telling them, SEO, Google ads, all this kind of stuff. Right. And then you're like another addition to that. Like what's more important to them at the moment? Getting a website done or getting videos? Yeah. You know? And you might be fighting with that just a little bit more. Definitely if they have a website, that qualifies them more. Like right. They so, got to have that in place. So we could add to that. So do they have a website? Do they have an active social media presence? And are people doing like little selfie video reels on there because they already value video. So yeah, coaches right now, the younger coaches, they're doing a lot of that. So that's why you probably do a lot with coaches, including myself, because we value the branding of vid what videos do. Yeah. So that that's the other things. Okay, okay, cool. So do they have a website? Is it a beautiful looking website or an inky dinky one that they threw, that, threw yeah. together by themselves? And I can test it like um, if I'm going to, if I visit their website and then I see sponsored ad from them, then I know they're primed and ready if they don't have video. Have they so. worked with a video company before? Do they get professional pictures on their website? Like yeah. Those are all indicators that they value somebody else that's more professional than to do it for them. So that already kind of gives you. And then you do some research. How big is their team? Um, do they have their own building? Because you start making assumptions based off of what they're bringing in annually. Because honestly, let's put it, let's let's be real. You have a company just starting off, and they're making less than a hundred thousand dollars a year, and they have three or four people in the business. You think they're gonna have a budget to do what you're doing? No, probably not. In, in fact, they're the ones that'll think it's a good idea, but hold off for two years. You know, <laughs> because they don't have the budget for it. Yeah, which is fine. You can help, <clears throat> but how much time do you waste getting to that point, and then they tell you, "Hey, we gotta hold off for a year." Right. How much time do you waste? A year. <laughs> right. So I think for you, it's like, what are specific industries that you do really well with? Like, for example, I'm a business coach, but about 70% of my clients are in home service in some type of construction remodel because yeah. I used to be a contractor. So I attract those type of people. Yeah. I attract the males, but you know who typically helps the males make their decisions? Their wives who help them run the business. Hmm. It's, it's kind of crazy. So you start looking at patterns like that. Yeah. You know, and you, you are what you attract, right? Exactly. So if someone doesn't know their avatar, do they just start describing themselves to a point? Maybe I'm not sure. Or do you That's describe? A, well, I mean, when it, when it came to the chimney cleaning, the duck cleaning business, I wasn't a white female between 25 and 55. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my wife wasn't either. She's Hispanic and we were low income when we started the business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And that's after an actual study though, right? That's after us doing marketing. So that's actual. Own. Yes, it was actual. It was the patterns of, and we have to also decide like. The, the ones that we're actually counting in this in this test, do we, do, were we happy working for them? Hmm. Right? Because an ideal yep. client you actually want to work for hmm. in most cases. Right? Right. Um, so for you, it's, you know, and another thing too is I know that a lot of people that do videography, photography, all that kind of stuff, one of the ideal clients, the, their title has to be a decision maker in the business. Right. Right. Like, I learned that. Like, <laughs> I've learned that. 
So I, I don't know yeah. how you could put an avatar towards that, but it could be okay. something similar. But it's like the marketing director that can make decisions in a business that does a million dollars or more um, that's in the industry of either coaching, personal improvement, or home services. Yeah. Um, they have a website that is very functional and a very active social media pages on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Yeah, and a marketing done, team. And a marketing team. They've already done some professional pictures and videographers in the past. Um, that's your ideal. I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. kind of making that up on the fly. But Yeah, you're starting to hit it, though. You, you have to really – because what happens is when you start networking and you start talking to people that are not like that, you're going to start getting frustrated that you're not getting the results that you want. Okay. You're getting people that says, um, I don't have the budget for you. Do you want to trade services? It's like you can only trade so much before it's like tapped out. You need to make money. Right. Yeah. I heard a story from someone that you coached. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I can share live, but I'll, so I'll speak in code a little bit. Maybe you'll figure it out. But, um, and they recently started doing that whole niche down thing, which mm -hmm. by the way, I'm team nights who say niche, niche, <laughs> niche. <laughs> um, and it's crazy. Cause you feel like you're cutting out people when you, when you make an ideal client or an, or specifically avatar. Yeah. But it actually ended up helping them. And they said, yeah, they're starting to get a lot more business. What industry? Just, I want to guess. I can say it's chiropractic. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, they started niching down into like more pediatric and yeah. things like that. And while you have the abilities to do everything else, it doesn't right. mean that your target market is, that and then it I don't know and then you become less uh, saturated yeah when you do that exactly because I'm thinking of like a multivitamin versus like going straight for it like yeah exactly well I that's a perfect example because I used to take men's multivitamin thought I was doing good until I found out I was vitamin D deficient hmm. right yeah so it's like I so then the you had to take vitamin D anyway extra vitamin D <laughs> extra zinc yeah you know um and then and I started with like magnesium and iron and magnesium, might not be in it. Kind of my testosterone levels as you get older drop. So I have to now take pills for men that are healthy, like uh, extra testosterone stuff, like to boost your testosterone levels. Cause okay. you know, you lose energy when you, when you, when you get older. Right. And that's just a, a dip in your testosterone in some cases. Um, no, there's yeah, absolutely. So when you start niching down or niching down on what you do, it's like, it really actually helps your business. Okay. Um, I know pe I, myself included, like when I was doing air cleaning, I also wanted to be like, yeah, but we could also remodel this part of your building. And I'm like, how do you go from air cleaning to a general contractor? Like you can mm. do that, but it's like, do I want to be an air cleaning company or do I want to be known to doing additions onto your, cause I could have, I had the license. Yeah. But so when I said, no, we only clean air ducts, dryer vents and chimneys. That we started making money. So the idea to get higher quality leads mm -hmm. is to have qualifications, right? Yeah. The first step is to know who your ideal client is. So that way now you can focus on how to market to them. And before that would be prospecting, right? Those are, these are like leads before leads <laughs> of like, we just happen to know them and we got to qualify them before they're actually a lead. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So they're prospects or what I say, like window shoppers. 
Okay. Right? If you want to have a, like, a visual, looking. like, it's huh. like, huh, let me look in the window. Uh, interesting. At least when you <laughs> qualify them and they say, okay, I like that, and they walk in okay. to the shop. Right? That's like they a visual. In. I love this visual. Yeah. Let's make a movie of the visual. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, B-roll. Huh? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. B-roll. He's uh, showing off his language here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what what's very common now is like when there's a Google ad that goes out or some uh, an inquiry online, a lot of companies are asking questions first to qualify the lead. Okay. Like, for example, yeah. a remodel company that's high end. Do you think it would be important for them to find out what their budget is? For a, yeah, you know, so I actually have a, a, a company that does this. They're like, Hey, so tell me what you want. <clears throat> Sorry, why it's important for us to do this remodel. What is your ideal budget to spend? And what is your time frame on it? Um, name, address, email address. So there's a lot of information on there. Number one, what do you want? And is it in our scope of work? Okay. You know, how important is it for you to get this? Are they kicking the tire and just thinking, or is like, no, we need this because this addition, because we're about to have a baby in nine months and we have no room to put the crib, right? Hmm. Okay, now there's like a way to kind of convince them to go faster. Um, what's your ideal budget? If I'm a high end, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get this addition for any more or any less than $40,000. So they're like, yeah, we're thinking about only spending fifteen grand. That's also a disqualification right there. The okay. name, phone number, data, email address, data, home address, you can see where they live. And you already know in whatever area what the medium income is. So hmm. you already have all of those qualifications. Okay. Boom. You can qualify elite sometimes like that. Are there uh, jobs or industries or anything that does all of this for someone for a business owner like a um i don't know a lead researcher or something i'm pretty sure but we use a crm system called hubspot okay that not a sponsor that. <laughs> yeah, that one's kind of pricey but because of my franchise we're like a lot of us are using it so i invested in it but zoho does this so there's a lot oh, of yeah. CRM systems yeah um but we have a website connected to hubspot and we just put a link in there and we tell that link what to do so it's literally like a questionnaire landing page Okay. And then we get the inquiry via email and we see all the answers. Okay. So we do that for our coaching clients all the time. We ask questions like, what's your business? How long have you been in business? How many employees? What's your average annual income or revenue? Those are all important to me because hmm. I can't coach everybody. Our, my team cannot coach everybody. There's only a few of us. Right. But even as we grow, we're not interested in getting low quality leads. We're looking at for companies that really buy in. One of the questions is, what do you want out of coaching and how dedicated will you be if you had a great mentor or coach to staying with them? Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much are you willing to invest in coaching time and money? I've, I've heard this really, I've heard this question. I like it. Like I love being curious, but when you're trying to qualify someone, a question you can ask is like, are you serious or are you curious? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good one. You know, are you serious about this? Or are you curious? Yeah. I've seen so, I've seen people even put that like on their website before you even fill out a form like warning this is only for serious you know people serious who serious inquiries only yeah right like yeah so that's qualify that's like this whole this whole process is the qualification of your leads okay right so 
I, we're, there's no steps that I have here, but number one, yeah. know who your ideal client is. So if you have an intake system to qualify the leads, it'll be easy if you know what your quali- quality leads are. What if you don't have that? What if you're more of a like in person, you have to have a, a discovery call or something like that? What if that's your system? There's no questionnaire online, but it's like, hey, they come, yeah. right? Do you know? Do you know how to ask the right type of questions to qualify your lead at that moment? Right. And even serve your team too. Or have because, you do it. Yeah. Um, that's what I've been working on re- recently too, like a discovery call process because, I mean, that also helped with, you do that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, you call it coach on deck though. Yeah. Coach on deck call or interview with the coach. Yeah. Well, the thing is like, if you want to give someone a pizza, but they've never ever had it and you would say, try this, you give them a piece. You don't give them the whole thing. And then they'll decide to buy the whole thing later. You know, mm-hmm. if it, you give them a sample and the, it ends up helping both of you because then you're not like yeah. calling, figuring them out, sending them emails for a long Costco's time. Good at that. <laughs> Do you ever go to lunch with, when they put out samples? Oh yeah. Uh, well, we're team Sam's club <coughs> and we are too. not both. that, not that we really care. It's just, that's cool. It's close to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. But you were yeah. talking about samples. That that's kind of how they start. Like if they want to push a product, they sample it. Sometimes you don't know till you experience it, right? Exactly. But the discovery call is going to help with. It's an easier step in the process, and it's a step that's easy to push people. Mm-hmm. So instead of like, hey, book online, it's right there, it's ready. Yeah. It's like, well, they don't. Yeah. Or well time gets out or even if you send the email and it's like hey here's our options let's let's do this and still there's like some sort of uncertainty because they don't know there's a lack of understanding before they want to commit and that's what the discovery call helps with so that it either solves a lack of understanding or qualifies and unqualifies people so if if they're unqualified then we just had a a nice 15 minute chat it's not like I'm not like making this thing a whole hour long. Sure. It's not like a consultation. It's just like, Hey, are we a good fit? And are you a good fit? Exactly. Well, um, I always try to give some type of value, even if somebody doesn't fit, because in my industry as a business coach, businesses can scale and eventually become one of your qualified leads. Yeah. So, okay. Number one, I always collect their data. That's the most valuable thing. I mean, I've had clients that have converted last year that I've been dripping on for two years, right? Okay. Um, so you collect their data. Um, but then it's like have a solution for them, even if you can't work with them. Like even if I can't be their coach, I'm like, hey, um, I'll put you on my mailing list. We have a seminar every month that goes over a different business topic. They're only $15 oh, yeah. each, yep. right? Um Quarterly, I have a growth club that's about 300 bucks, but it's an all-day thing. There's food. There's 50 other entrepreneurs. You can open network. We plan out your business. I have guest speakers. Like, I yeah. can still coach I them love that without model. coaching them. Yeah. Right? It's great. Follow hey, me on social media. I have a couple of ebooks. They're 10 bucks each, but they kind of help you plan out, you know, whatever phase of your business. Okay, yep. <clears throat> Would you like to, to just sign up to have my ebook? Yeah. And eventually, I'm going to have um, online... Coaching, which is like just recorded videos that they pay 50 bucks a month or something. Oh, I'm for. excited for that. And they do it, but that takes a long time to do it. But that's yeah. part of my, like, if they don't qualify now, it doesn't mean that they can't qualify later. I have so. just now realized we have a very similar process mm-hmm. or, or like if you step back and look at it, 
And I'm like, everything you're saying is all the things that I've been wanting to do, but they're just called something different. Sure. And I'm just now realizing that. Yeah. Like I would love to have more events. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wait, you're doing something like this too. Like an entry level where it's, it's an easy first step. It's an easy way to get higher quality leads really too. Right. Like, exactly. Cause then, you know, People and, and they've experienced you and it's like, and it's not a complete waste of your time too, because yeah. not only do they sure it's low dollar, uh, but it's like, you can use that for social media content later. Absolutely. So it's like, and it's, yeah. and it's things you already have put together. Right. I noticed that like, it's, you're going back and saying the same things, you know, yeah. and you just have a rotation of all of it. Well, the majority of business stuff, the fundamentals, it's universal. Any business can do that. Your service is what's unique. I'm a business coach. Okay. You're a videographer. Yeah. I don't do what you do. You don't do it. But how we brand and market and how we reach out to our clients, there might be slight differences, but the whole concept of how to get them is universal. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So. I would agree with that. So. Yeah. yeah uh, Cause you, ha- so you have your, like, what is your process? Can we talk about that? Yeah. Do you think that would be beneficial to anybody listening? Like if we sure. talk about your, so from process. I can talk about the process of the business I had before and also what I have now as a coach. I mean, I, which one do you want? I want to hear the now one. Okay. Um, that's me. Mm-hmm. So it depends because we get leads from multiple sources online, okay. Google ads, and Google ads go to a landing page and then the questionnaire is filled out and it goes to our email. So it's almost like a website inquiry, but it's a Google ad. Uh, we and if someone types that, that up, then they're like, they're interested in something. Exactly. Because that's the first type of qualification and on how we're going to move forward with the next process. Okay. So let's just say somebody found us on Facebook and social media because they're, they're starting to find us now on there and reaching out. You know, we send them, we, we talk about how happy we are that they found us. Hey, go on this link, give us information and we can schedule uh, an interview with one of our coaches. So that's the, the, the next step. If it's a BNI lead or strategic partner lead... I might be a little bit more personal because it's it's a networking and a strategic okay. partner, but I still go, hey, let's 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 jump on a call really quick, do a little interview. I want to make sure that we're a good fit for each other. So I never promise them anything up front. Okay. I'm like, look, I'm glad so and so referred me to you, and I'm more than happy to give you some time. And 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 the purpose of this is to just make sure that, you know, you actually do need a coach, and I might be the good the right one for you. If not, I can help you. But I do it in a very kind and professional and approachable way, right? It's not like right. I need to find out if I actually want to serve you or not. It's, it's not <laughs> like that. But in reality, that's exactly what you're you're doing because you can't serve everybody. So you collect it mm-hmm. somehow, somehow, <clears throat> and then you do a follow up. Well, and we, that we follow up the, is to push the, to the call. Exactly. So we get the inquiry, whether it's online or somebody reaching out to us. We get them to fill out the information. Because even if I meet somebody in person, I'm like, okay, do me a huge favor. I'm going to send you a link, put your information in there. Because what it also does is it takes that information and puts it right into the CRM. So we don't have to type things out. (laughs) Okay. So we have their information forever. Okay. And then say, okay, there's going to be a link to schedule a coach on deck call. This is going to be a very, very specific call for 15 to 30 minutes. And we're going to go over some very, very like basics about your business and what's important. And the purpose of that is to see if we're a good fit. Uh, if we are great, I can let you know what the next steps are. If we're not, then maybe I have some resources 
that you could take advantage of okay. right now. So no matter what, that call is going to be valuable. And, you, and be. you say that. And I'll know within the first 15 minutes. But and you say that ahead of time, right? <clears throat> yeah. Now, if somebody wants information, they, they, they click on that link and they, they put all their information on like not even thinking about, don't even have a business yet thinking about it, you know, all this kind of stuff, then our team will actually email them back and say, Hey, so we work with businesses that have been in business for at least a year or two. And since you're just thinking about it, we actually do have resources for you. Come to a growth club, come to one of our seminars. So you can actually learn how to build a business. Hmm. Um, Cause we don't want to waste anybody's time, bro. Like, Ours especially. Yeah. You know, um, myself as a coach and all my other coaches, like our time is super valuable. So those, and then those events are not only sometimes a conversion itself, but it's also a, uh, a, a magnet for the better yeah. plans, right? I've had a business that went from thinking about the business to starting the business to failing that business to doing another one, but they kept coming to my seminars and growth club. Huh. And still do. Uh, not a client yet. But still do. Okay. Okay. I mean, they're still paying me for certain things. Yeah. And, you know, they value the education. They just probably don't have, they truly don't have a budget for coaching right now, most likely. Okay. So there's just so many things that we could do. So we went from knowing your target market to qualifying your leads. But how do you bring leads in? Now that we know that, how do we brand the right way? and market to get those leads. So now that we know our avatars, now that we know generally ideal that the, the industry we want to work with or whatever, how do we actually get them? That's the big question. Mm. You're the marketing guy. How do we actually get them? Well, yeah. if, if you're, yeah, if you're already doing all the in-person things mm -hmm. and you have all those programs and systems in place, well, yeah. the best thing is to go digital. Is that what you were? Well, I mean, let's just say somebody is ignorant and they just don't know. They're they're starting their marketing plan and they're like, where do I start? Where do I focus my time? Where do I focus my money? Yeah. You know, because branding is how people see you from the outside. So I'm assuming that your brand is strong enough to help you find your ideal market, right? Right. Because your brand has to attract the ideal clients that you have. Yeah. And if you're looking for clients that are a little um, more premium is, is a nice way to say it, then maybe don't have a Gmail as your main e oh. you know, contact. Like there are like red flags that people look for. So that's where like branding can come yeah. into play. Uh, yeah. So Also don't be low <laughs> on your bids. Most oh, people that okay. are premium don't even go with the cheapest person because that's a red flag for them. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking more in context of what are some strategies, just some basic – because I'm assuming that the branding is done well. And okay. I don't know if we have time to talk about branding, but I think it's episode four. Yeah, so. you'll see. It's a title. <laughs> branding and marketing. We talk about yeah. the difference between branding the difference between marketing. So I'm talking about now we're assuming that the branding is consistent with the ideal client. Like it's it's speaking to them. Yeah. What are some marketing you, strategies just to give our audience some answers that they could do would, to start getting those leads in now that, uh, now that they know how they look and, and who they are? I would start like broad and do your 10 by 10, you know? Ooh. So like- What's a 10 by 10? The 10 by 10, you like go 10 wide of 10 ways, um, which this whole thing could be based on marketing. Marketing and then 10 by 10, 10 ways, like- um, 
social or like not, 10 like, strategies wide. Yep. And then, and then you go 10 deep, deep after that. Yeah. Uh, and like networking, that can be one that's marketing, um, yeah. door knocking or, or whatever soliciting or something could be one, um, print material could be one. Well, no, that would be more physical, yeah, physical, physical, physical. And then print is just one deep from that, like, um, documents and, uh, email headers and trinkets, like things that like you would give to people, mugs and gifts. And that's what you can do with right. physical. And then you go digital as well. Or you would like social media can be its own, I think. And then the website, you know, so once you get because all you those have social media is a strategy and then you have Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, yeah. X, which used to be Twitter. Yeah, go to all of them. Seriously, like, uh, and one that I I need to work on a lot more. I just have realized in the last month is I'm not registered on every single one of those like business directory things, and I have heard that you need to do that. And so it's yeah. like I've done several of the main ones I can think of, but now I'm finding sites that tell you all of them. Yeah. So check this <laughs> out. When I do my seminars, we only used to put it on Eventbrite and LinkedIn and Facebook as an event. Uh, my marketing gal, Nicole Crocker. What's up, Nicole? I know you watch it a couple Nicole. times. <clears throat> she was like, are you on every business directory? No. So we started putting it on like 20 different directories, I think. I got to ask my staff. But yeah. I mean, when I say 20, it's just a lot more than what we were doing. Yeah. Um, dude, my last seminar, I got like five people that found me just organically. Huh. I'm like... It's crazy. Okay. It so like work. hiring an expert, like sometimes this doesn't have to be on you. You just put it in the plan and then you can... Either hire someone or just start networking and talk to the right people to get mm -hmm. this in place, um, which that's what happened yeah. for you. Another like specific strategy that I've learned recently is to like just actually put yourself in the shoes of those ideal clients. Mm -hmm. And what are the questions they're asking? So then go and be a resource for them. And mm -hmm. that also helps. That would be in the digital plan yeah. go to like this site called answer the public.com you can type in certain keywords and then it'll give you actual research mm -hmm. from actual search results of what people are really asking yeah. about that like i typed in masonry one time and then they're like can it be painted it was a number one question so now imagine if they had a blog on their website yeah that answers that question directly so when someone types that in they have a chance to score yeah. for that well, if you also do a blog on your website with those words in there and somebody types in, can I paint my masonry, because of that blog and because it has a lot of those keywords in that order, it's going to pull your blog up, which is attached yeah. to your website, which is already branding and marketing right there. Yeah, and if you have <laughs> that SEO expert or advertising expert, mm -hmm. it's tagging them yeah. in, a, in and an anonymous way. And then when you make a video for an ad you can retarget those people that have visited your website. You oh know? my gosh. Yes. Retargeting is like a huge deal. Dude, retargeting <laughs> is huge. Email list. That's technically I, I, retargeting. I do retargeting ads. Anybody who's looking at business advice, business motivation, all that kind of stuff, my Facebook, YouTube, and Google ads might pop up. It hmm. might pop up every day for 30 days. <laughs> and now that you have your ideal client too, mm -hmm. you can, like, I know you can do this on Google. I haven't found how you do this on Facebook. But you can go and make Google ads based on other people's websites. Yeah. Because Google knows that you visited your competitor's website. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Don't do that. So if you have your ideal client, you mm -hmm. can just start thinking, what are they looking up? Well, they have two kids. Mm -hmm. And so I know 
and, and it, how old are their kids, you know? And then you can be like, oh, they watch Coco Melon or something mm-hmm. like, um, and yeah. you, you could really get into specifics and oh, that's dude, the yeah. power of an ideal client. Well, have you ever like said something and then all of a sudden Facebook ads pop up? Like for example, yeah. <laughs> I talked about taking my wife on a cruise. Guess what was showing up for 30 days after that on Facebook? Yeah. Best cruise ship deals. And I'm like, how the heck yeah. did it know that? Which some of that's going away now. Because mm-hmm. we're in this era of businesses love the data, mm-hmm. but the consumer, like, and you think about it, you, sometimes it scares you and you don't like it. And so people, like, they've been held accountable so many times, these big uh, companies that collect data, you know, and Facebook and Google. And yeah. Uh, so privacy is a huge deal. Yeah. And, it's, and now on that side of things, those large companies like Google, mm-hmm. whenever they say, hey, we're making a change for your privacy. It tends to start having a better reputation. Well, I also um, think too, like when they start something new, nobody cares. But then when it becomes overbearing, people start complaining. Mm. And so things have to constantly change when it comes to digital crap. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Google's turning off the thing called cookies, which is what. Oh yeah. What tracks you? Every time my website says it has cookies, do you wish to proceed? I'm like, yeah. chocolate chip. Oreos? <laughs> yeah, I know. Cookies. <laughs> Which um, is really just a tracking code, and it's anonymous, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it only so knows they, based they on your machine. probably have a different machine. way to track you now without cookies. So, Well, that's exactly why they're saying they're getting rid of it, and now they're going to make it, like, browser-based. Mm-hmm. So it's built into your Chrome browser okay. instead of, like, tagging you as a person. Yeah. So the it's kind of like decentralization, except mm-hmm. now Google's the central of it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be so, for a long time. But yeah, when you visit a website, it'll tag that inside your Chrome profile yeah. anonymously as and then come back owner, anonymously later. And as somebody who, who offers those things, like we take advantage of those things because our ads can retarget. Yeah. You know, so you know, I don't really look at it like, oh, this annoys me anymore. I'm like, well, I do the same thing. Yeah. Right. My ads do the same thing. So in some ways, it's a I like numbers it. game. It's a numbers game. Like not everybody's gonna click on it, but it gets in front of the right enough eyeballs. The right yeah. one will click. Hey, how many you times know? has your wife or you bought something on because a Facebook you can't sponsor? Get Ex- yes, I like did for that. real. And then I bought how- a knife sharpening set. <laughs> okay, the little ones that you roll because I just kept watching that. And then, yeah, how many times did you see it before? Like 19 times probably. Okay. 19. Yeah. So it works, but, it, you know, you got to keep trying it. It's consistent. Right. Um, um, so can I go back to what you said about the 10 by 10? Yep. Because the 10 by 10 is 10 strategies of marketing. Because really marketing is about how you communicate your brand to your ideal client. Mm-hmm. It's the avenues that you communicate. Branding to put yourself is out in the market. how you look to your ideal client. Marketing is how you communicate that to your client, yeah. right? The different avenues. So your website communicates, Google My Business communicates, SEO communicates, social media communicates, um, networking communicates, hmm. like physical marketing communicates. So 10 strategies of how you're going to market. So you have website, you have social media, you have, and these are just examples of strategies, um, networking, then you have physical marketing, um, salesperson, whatever that mm. is. And the whole concept is to get 10 wide on strategies and in each section of strategies go 10 different ways deep. It's easy with social media. 
Social media is a strategy. How many different ways can you put that message on social media? Well, you have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or X, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest. Pinterest is actually a big SEO thing right now. Yeah. Right? I literally did a Google search the other day and it brought up Pinterest. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is what actually, I've been saying. <laughs> it's Google, it's YouTube, and then Pinterest are our top three SEO things oh. right now. Because a lot of people are on Pinterest just yeah. putting all their stuff. I recently learned to just from serving regular people that I know. And a lot of them have been saying sometimes they don't even go to Google and they just search on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are you discoverable on there? Or sometimes they search within their groups. So this was a new, <laughs> a new thing I'm going to tap into a lot more is like certain common groups where yeah, yeah. I can be a solution for them. And not that I would go in and sell, sell, sell. Cause a lot of those don't go well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice rhyme. But, so, so, so doesn't go well. Yeah. But they'll go in that group, and if you ever made a, a post or like like a what do they call it like swap and swap and shop and like things like that, that and uh, you can go in there. But if if they search it, sometimes they'll be like, oh, in this group, I know there's credibility within this group, so now I'm going to yeah. go and search for video. Yeah. And they say they do that, and that surprised me because mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. heard of that. Well, <coughs> um, what was going to say. Um, yeah, Facebook is a search engine tool now, but you know which one's number two? Google is still number one. Yeah. It's YouTube. <clears throat> MeTube. So <laughs> on YouTube, they have these things called uh, YouTube Shorts. They're Reels. Oh, yep. Dude, we put our stuff on there. Yeah. We put ads on YouTube. There's so many motivational videos that people watch for business. Entrepreneur. Vi- Guess what? As a business coach, I'm going to advertise on that. Hmm. Yeah. Why not? Why not? So those are different ways you could do it. Now, funny statistic, but not so funny because it, it really hurts business owners. How many average strategies does most entrepreneurs use when it comes to marketing? Two. Two. And I always said that. Is word. it really two? How many average? How many strategies? I on bet average? one's word of mouth only. Like, right? A lot of people. Oh, I'm word of mouth. I've been doing this 25 years. I'm like, okay, the next 25 years, that's not going to work too much. Yeah, you hit a ceiling on that. You do. You do. And you, it's either feast or famine for most businesses because, you know. But anyways, um, most of it is too, like word of mouth and probably social media. There's a lot of companies now that don't even have a website. They just have a strong social media oh, presence, yeah. mm-hmm. which says a lot. They can still get business. Yeah. But most people only have two strategies of getting leads. And what and most of them are in the digital. Like it's just digital. And what happens when an algorithm changes? Hmm. It could it could you can get lucky or it can actually paralyze you. Hmm. So if you don't have 10 different strategies that you have for marketing, and I understand that it could be overwhelming for some people who are Self-employed, but the idea is to get as wide as possible in strategies and not just stick in certain sectors like just digital marketing yeah. and media and, 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 and web. But saying, okay, if you have a website that's SEO'd, uh, you have Google My Business and you have social media, that's great. Keep that strong. Now let's talk about networking and actually building relationships with strategic partners that have clients that you can actually serve as well. Mm, there you go. What about if you're in an industry, um, um, I know a lot of ser- home service businesses still do mailers and they make a lot of money off of mailers. Yeah. When we launched our church, mm-hmm. I did the mailer for them 
Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, in collaboration too, but I was the guy designing it and put it out and man, that thing, like it, we're still in a both and world, mm-hmm. you know, mailers are still pretty darn effective because oh, people, dude. like you do that to our nearest neighbor thing and we invited them and so many people either came to faith or came to the church or anything and they referenced the mailer. Yeah. They still remember it. Yeah. It's crazy. And if you do all these things right, you will get ideal clients. I mean, market qualified leads, MQLs. Hmm. Um, and now it's just on you to convert them. That's a sales skill. You yeah. have to learn sales on that one. But That's where I am too. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> but like when it comes down to, to finding quality leads, like you have to know exactly who your ideal client is again, where they hang out. You got to refine your process to qualify them. And then once you got strong branding – that speaks to that general population, that general avatar, your marketing efforts need to be so aggressive targeting those communities, targeting hmm. those type of people. Because like Facebook, you can do ads, but if you don't target it to where you want, they're just going to go out and get wasted. Right. Like I remember we it's were like able it. to do like, <laughs> hey, uh, this general area, like pop up on people's phones while they're on Facebook. Yeah, location is not it alone. Nope. Yeah. Um. Actually, Facebook's weird now, and they're starting to say, like, that's not something to do yeah. anymore. Whatever. But that was like, six years ago for me. Like, six, we were able yeah. to do that. You know, but now, yeah. but there's always a way to target a certain demographic. You might not be able to say white, female, blah, 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 because it's <laughs> like, no, they don't do that. But yeah. you want, want to say, okay, where do the majority of my target markets, like, what areas do they you live can, in? And you can do it based on interest, too. Yes, so it's like, you can. hey, people that like the Joe Rogan podcast are going to like the entrepreneur experience. Exactly. You know? And you can find those. Or people that have bought house cleaning products like dusters and vacuums with HEPA filters might want air duct cleaning. <laughs> right? Dude, imagine if you could, like, really specifically call it out, like, I don't know. What if someone doesn't like Windex? And they're like, oh, I keep getting Windex ads, you know, but they want their windows cleaned. And then you knew that. And so you target Windex as a website someone visits. Mm -hmm. But when your video comes up, you go, are you tired of seeing Windex ads? (laughs) You know, because you can speak. Your brain always thinks like that. (laughs) (laughs) If you just uh, call it out like where they are, it generally, you know, it just relates to them. Yeah. I know. I know. I've done that. But like. Are you a video production company? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Are you only doing a hundred thousand a year? <laughs> you're gonna get screwed. And I was like, oh, what? I'm doing less. Are you capped out because you're the only one taking the videos and editing them and selling them and marketing and selling? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Because huh. then it's like, oh, that's me. Yeah. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Oh, that's something me. that I do is I actually I actually cater some ads to specific industries. And we'll even like create a landing page that oh. looks like them. Like if I wanted to okay. target window cleaners, yeah. But like, are you a window cleaner? But you're kind of stuck like everybody else. It's just you. You clean the windows. You get the new clients. Hmm. You make the sales. You invoice. You bill. You collect. Yeah. And you're only making a hundred thousand dollars, maybe even less. But you feel capped out and burnt. I'm looking for window cleaners in the Kansas City area that I can coach in a group. Like I don't know. Uh, I just here, thought about that right now, dude. An, another strategy I've been like looking at, mm-hmm. uh, and I've kind of done it, but not fully implemented yet, is if you have, if you've done work for someone that you enjoyed, mm-hmm. 
And they also do, they have their own network of people, you know? And if they are active on Instagram, go to, go to the Instagram profile of the person you did work for and look at who they are following. Oh yeah. And then when you look at who they are following, you know, either, either they're just a fan and they're distant or they might know them. So then you can be like, Oh, they know this person and this person could be a good client for me. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to your networking meeting, you just called out like, like let's say a barber is like, mm-hmm. um, let's say that I did work for a chiropractor and I also want to do work for a barber. And then that chiropractor that I did work for is following on Instagram, a barber shop. Mm-hmm. So then I go to the networking meeting and make an ask or a text. You could even do it a text and you go, Hey, do you know anybody uh, in the barber industry? I'm looking for yep. people, you know, and you can oh, do. I do that all the time. Like, <laughs> do you yeah. do that? <laughs> well, I'll go to new networking groups. Like when I used to do that a lot and I'd look at who's there and like who I actually want as a client or ideally. And then I'll give a story that's similar. Like, oh, I have a client that was, you know what I mean? Yeah. For example, at my networking group on Tuesday, there was a junk hauling company. Well, I knew that I got a lot of uh, success coaching a junk hauling company in San Diego. So when I saw it, I'm like, I'm just going to tell a story about them. And nice. that person might come to Growth Club. Dude, so, okay. I, you know, I don't know. Hey, and you did stories. Stories are way better. Mm-hmm. There's like a saying I've heard. In, what is it? Something tells. Facts tell. Mm-hmm. And stories sell. Yep. Or something like that. Yep. Stories sell. Because um, there's a relatable thing that they can relate to. And when you visualize it, you can remember it. But if you just talk about discounts, yeah. you know, those are just little facts that you don't remember. Yeah. Tell a story. That's a whole sales. We should do a podcast. On we should do sales because I. that's. Um, do you guys want sales? Let's do sales. It, yeah. Even if you don't know that you need sales, that was me. Yeah. And then now I'm like, holy moly, this is the whole. This is yeah. what I've been missing. How am I like once you have those leads more now, dude, you're converting more. That's awesome. And I got a new CRM and I'm like dreaming about this. I'm having a hard time at, uh, at home just because I'm thinking of it. it. I want to work on it. (laughs) I want to work on it. It's sorry, Rose. I apologize (laughs) about your husband. I'm trying really hard to be present and I, I, I am. It's just really hard to resist uh, going to that. But I value family so much that I'm I'm trying to like. It's like be you're present. excited about your business, so like, give yourself that grace. Just yeah. Don't screw it up by not spending time with your family. Yeah. Right. So when there was a moment where it's like, oh hey, everyone's doing their own thing. Okay. So I did spend some extra time working on like workflows. So like, mm-hmm. I'd love to get into like CRM because that's that's what's hot on my mind right now. Um, mm. There's no story to that, but it's like. Yeah. I, there's things you just don't know. I thought I had a good CRM when Until when we right? when we fart. Uh, <laughs> so when we first started coaching, yeah, I was like so excited for my CRM to show off and be like, here's my pipeline, and like I got to here's leads. I got to move them to the right. And I imagine like team meetings. Our goal is to move people to the right. <laughs> Let's do this. And so you look in everything to the left and move them to the next stage of the pipeline. Right. Uh, but the thing is, I learned a lot of holes with that CRM, and it wasn't actually a CRM. They were terrible with the contacts part of it. Was it Monday.com? That, okay. Well, I don't really want to say. Okay. Actually, I will. Because <coughs> um, it's spe- it's better for, like, wedding industry type people. Mm. And it's called HoneyBook. 
Oh, I think that's when we started coaching. Yeah. So you went from that to money.com. And, and they've changed a lot them. since then, but I moved and I moved yeah. to like my website provider does Squarespace. They're like moving into CRM. So I was giving them a chance. I was like, I like everything that like payments and all this. It's all in one spot. I like this, but there still so that's wasn't. what you're using now? No. no. Not even? No. There's... So you went to monday.com. And then I went to monday.com because I wanted to track leads. Mm-hmm. And so that was manual input, and I had it do the math for me. It's just a glorified Excel sheet, you know? Uh, and then you can put in stages in the process, yeah. and it's a good tool for a team to use. Yeah. Whereas the this other thing wasn't. This is systems on the sales process, too, because sometimes yeah. you don't convert right away. Which is, we'll yeah, do so sales it's like, next time. We want to do sales next time? We should do that. Let's do that. But then I just found a new one, and I'm like, holy moly, you can yeah. do what? Yeah. Well, the goal you, should be to stick to that now. Yeah, I know. It's like, this is almost too good to be true. What's happening? So, I think somebody's at our door. Oh. Let's... Sounds like nails. Hello? What? Who is it? It's my wife. Bring her on. Share the mic. What's up? We got, this is a... We got interrupted in our podcast. This is a totally... Okay, guys, uh, podcast. This is my wife here. They can't. They can't hear you. I just came to show love to Joe because on his schedule, I saw that he might be free. It's my bad. Hey, you know what? He's free. It's free. Well, we, just, we're, we're wrapping up. up. We're wrapping up right now. We just got into it. It's about finding your qualified lead. That's a good business topic. I think it's fantastic. It's much needed. <laughs> was, and these guys have some good knowledge on it. So Thanks. I was just so confused. We're we're like, just like, I'm noise? so sorry. You edit this out. It's like it's nails. It's probably some female. <laughs> There's like this sound happening, and for a second, I was like picturing the paint being like a wallpaper coming down. And then I thought, like, oh, I have these stands leaning against the wall. Those are gonna yeah. fall. And then I was like, wait, I don't know. But so. I, I was like listening for a few minutes, for a few minutes, and I was like, oh, they're not recording. They're doing business strategizing. Like that's what it sounded like. We've been here for like an hour outside playing with the kids. Oh. And I was like, I just want to come and say hi before we leave. So we'll say hi to everybody. Hi, guys. Do it. <laughs> my bride. Hi. Well, next time, tell Rose to do the same thing. Yeah, bro, we got crashed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. It wasn't supposed to happen, but for your entertainment, it did. So stay strong <laughs> and keep on keeping on.